It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. back to another episode of Habs Nightly, folks. Uh, we hope you guys had a good start to your week and, uh, and that it continues to flow on from here. Um, as I'm just, I guess, trying to uh, not ramble on this fucking intro, um, I mid, mid intro questioned whether or not it was my uh, day to do the intro. So uh, I guess I'll ask Mason if it was my day or not because I'm just so fucking exhausted. And every week we have this conversation, <laughs> but not I do but the, not mid take. <laughs> I do this. I do the Sunday intros. You do the Wednesday intros. <laughs> oh shit! I'm so fucking tired, man. Um. Yeah. So so how's how's school? I know you're um you're taking your finals or preparing for it. Oh no, my yeah. So most academic institutions are, you know, semi logical, and the week before exams, you don't have classes or lectures or projects because you know you study, right? This must and be a it's new the thing. Same, well, it's the same thing at my school too. That it's the you know you kind of like you don't have lectures because it doesn't what you're supposed to learn new content as you study the old stuff for your exam. It just doesn't make sense. And everyone agrees upon that, except for my program coordinator, the only program in my school, the only program among anyone I know, I have exams in less than five days and I'm fucking (laughs) still going to lectures, still submitting stuff. So this has been the busiest week of my entire life. I've currently been awake for like 40, 48 hours and I've had about two hours of sleep and you know, I, I, th- I was like, damn, this is, this sucks, but at least I'll have the halves game on Wednesday night to get to. 
What the fuck was that, Corey? That was brutal. And there's one man to blame, one man alone. David fucking Savard. <laughs> Look, dude, I think it was a collective of, no, of, of mistakes. Playing. I think he, I I think he, he made a brunt of them. But, you know, I'm watching this game and I'm like, damn. Like, I knew we were going to get back to this because we were going to lose a lot of players. But, fuck, man, you can you can just see the the missing piece that is Arturi Lekinen. <laughs> oh, my God, it's brutal. Our offense right now so is, much. is terrible. Our power play and, and- tonight was just, I'd, I'd rather play on my fucking phone. Savard really went ahead and had like four decent games, got promoted to the first pair with Romanov and just proceeded to suck dick again too. And I totally acknowledge that like, you know, it wasn't all his fault tonight. The whole team, most of the, you know, like three guys on the team showed up, Romanov, Suzuki, and like, I don't know. I'm sure there's another one. I think Paling had a good game. But it wasn't fucking, but- it wasn't Hoffman. <laughs> No, and no, when you're on the top pairing and you're on the ice for four go for the five goals scored against your team, and it's routinely the same story every goddamn night, there's something wrong. And like, I'm sorry his re- return trip to Columbus sucked, but that was his own fucking doing. Like, that was one of the worst games I've seen Savard play in a very long time. And he's had some stinkers this year. Um, I was just fuck. It put a bad get, taste in my mouth watching. Before we get to the positives of this game, were there any? Yeah, I can bring up a couple. Okay, I just want to say that if I'm not mistaken, we got the power play goal. Um. So okay, I was like, all right, maybe the only thing that's going to work tonight is a possible power play. I tuned into this game at the start of the third. Uh, I went and visited my mother, who's back from Houston, and I got got my little couch, and I saw it was a three-one deficit, and I said, "Okay, well, you know, we uh, we just almost came back on the Leafs. Let's see what we got." I sat down, watching a little bit, going to fucking power play pretty quickly, um, and then Mike Hoffman tries a, a spinorama. And then just fucking dumps the puck back in our zone right at Monzenbo. <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay, okay. Uh, and then from that moment on, we brought it up ice. And basically passed it right to a Columbus player who then put it right on tape with their centerman where this line moved like a ruler up the ice where the left wing, the center and the right moved in solidarity together on a a three on two, if not worse for the entire period. (laughs) And uh, it seemed like the power play was just shouldn't have even happened. Um, there was a few moments of, of 
you know, a, a, a bit of frustration for Elvis Merzlikens. But for the most part, dude, it was kind of pathetic to watch. And by no means can I do, you know, a fraction of the skill. But this team uh, at its bare bones right now, I guess you can say after losing like Lecky and Sherratt, uh, and what have you? Uh, the chemistry's kind of kind of gone they tonight. Stink. <laughs> but here's the positive. Okay, here's the positive. Uh, Romanov's little uh, Romanov's play tonight. A lot of quarterback. Every night. A lot of shots taken. A lot of shots taken. Um, that that try on that reverse hit on that Johnston kid or Johnson kid. Uh, Murdered Nike or not Nyquist Rocklev Roslovich mm-hmm. Roslovich yeah Roslovich Christ Jack Ross Roslovic. There you go. Uh, I'm fucking. You know I'm falling asleep. When most most notable that. noticeable guy for the Habs. Uh, oh, oh, Josh Anderson's uh knocks it off the fucking off the crossbar off off the off the pipe. Excuse me. Uh recovers it and then uh did a little bit of i don't i don't even know what you would call it wasn't like really deking he would go he would move like a foot to the left and he'd move a foot to the right and then he'd move a foot to the left then he'd move a foot to the right until someone just pushed him into the fucking boards and he lost anderson's done so well on like keeping the puck on his stick he's gotten better at that but like you said he consistently now kills five on five play by not making the pass soon enough. And he tries to hold guys off and then he gets stuffed into the boards. Like you said, and they either battle for 30 seconds, get worn out once they win, win possession or they lose possession. And the play, the play dies either way. Like Josh Anderson's play lately. While I know he's streaky and I, I defend him more than others. I've not, not had much to cheer on Josh Anderson about lately. I don't know why they took Pitlick off that top line. Maybe to spread the wealth, but Josh Anderson—that's not—that's not, not, not a fair statement. Um, wife, I okay, so I can understand trying to share the wealth, but why not get at least one line going? Um, if you see this game's turning into a disaster, why not just make a change mid-game? Um, I don't know. Uh, I did like that shot off of Romanov, which was, I mean, I really don't have any disagreements with Romanov's game, but, uh, man, I really wish that goal would have went in. That was a screamer. Um, it just, it just wasn't in the cards, I guess. Um, nice to see Palin get one though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, a little upset. I didn't get to see that one live. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I just – I think Paling, you know, worked hard, made his way onto the top power play unit through working hard and getting that deflection I think is a great story. I think Paling, we've – he's been the forgotten prospect since he was drafted and then immediately afterwards the next year, KK was drafted third overall. Mm-hmm. He – I know he's probably not going to live up to be a top six forward, but that doesn't mean he's a bust. He was a late first round pick. 
who looks to be developing into a third, fourth line guy. I think I think he could easily there. take over if we had to move somebody. If we moved Yoel Armia and we slotted uh, Ryan Paling into you know whatever, wherever we could find Armia a, a spot on this team, I don't think we would notice Armia being gone. I think if anything, Paling's got a little bit more to offer with him still having a chance to try to find his. Uh, his peak, I guess I could say. No, most definitely. I just think like people dismiss Paling, I think too early and partially because they haven't I, seen him enough. But I, I honestly realize like he hasn't played this year. He's yeah. Been injured mm-hmm. I don't think year. he's really had a chance. And and that's kind of what I always get back to when we, when we bring up the, the, the young guys during the off season, cool. he, he comes in, he's dazzling. He either, doesn't fit on the team because they have too many people that they're deeming ahead of him, or he gets hurt. Well, and what a lot of people, I think because Paling has season. been, Paling's been in Montreal for longer and for a long time. He was born, he was born the same year as Suzuki. They're the same age, same mm-hmm. draft costs. Like he's, look, he, he's not the, hat trick game guy we think you know that we got but i think he's gonna be a valuable player last season he was a point per game with laval it was a point per game with laval this season when he was down he only played seven games in laval look he's put up 14 points with the habs this year six goals i think he's gonna do fine i think he's gonna be on the team next year He's going to have some more opportunities on a third line role where he can play with, you know, he's going to be a checking forward, but he can play with, you know, a little less, you know, scrutiny, I guess, kind of have a little more talent on his line, maybe with a guy like Yelonen or something. I think there's potential for Ryan Paling. Absolutely. Um, another cool little fact. It's not, it's not the best thing in the world. But uh, Romanov, Caulfield, and Suzuki led the team in minutes this game. Uh, I love seeing Romanov get the top cheese, even though it's three seconds more than Jeff Petrie. But uh, one thing for Paling, 13 minutes, that's a, that's a hell of a lot better. And I'm sure that's due to him getting the, the lone goal in this game. Um, I love seeing him get anything past 10 minutes. I think he's deserving of it. Another thing I noticed um, – Jake Evans played on on roughly the second line uh, tonight, and I thought that was worth mentioning. Uh, we brought this up maybe two months ago um, that I thought he would be capable of, of finding a, a higher spot on this on this team. It was just nice to even you know even though it wasn't a successful game by any means, um, it was nice to see him get a lot more chances at a bigger role. Um, tough to watch, though, especially because, uh, like the commentator said, um, Columbus really is really good at not not allowing, um, like, passes across ice, especially in their They've zone. Killed, they killed 14 penalties in a row coming into this game. Mm-hmm. One of the few things they've done well recently. And um, – yeah, go ahead. No, sorry. If you had another point, I was going to – No, I was just going to say yeah. that, like, um, 
unfortunately, I haven't been able to watch a lot of games as of late. But when I do, I notice that, like, we can't – and I notice this a lot on the power play. So, but I, but I have seen it, you know, during five-on-five five, is that this team can't spread out, period. We can't really – we don't cycle well. And when we enter the zone, we enter the zone all bunched up to one side and teams like Columbus just fucking it, – it's so easy for them to, to you know, to dismiss any bit of offense. We're, we're trying to drive and just move it back up ice. Um, I know sometimes you can't help that shit, but I felt like the entire period I got to watch of this game was us trying to enter the zone – all bunched together, and they squash it like either right at the. That's blue not an or... isolated, not an isolated case for Montreal. Those zone entries have been an issue all year. That was miserable. It is. It's horrible to watch. Um, one thing we forgot to mention though, actually shocked me. I thought it was a joke. Jeff Petrie played in his five hundredth game as a Montreal Canadian tonight. It does not feel real. It doesn't feel real. And here's – I'm going to make it even crazier for you. Jeff Petrie is 12th all-time in Habs defense – I believe in Habs defenseman. Yeah, it's Habs defenseman for points and 10th all-time. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Well, you know what? A lot it of doesn't people seem are real, hey? mad shit about Jeff Petrie and just because of the season he's having and – He's ready to move on from this team. But uh, if he's sitting even top 10 with some of the most legendary players ever, um, I mean, I, you can't stop a troll from talking shit. But uh, I feel like I feel like that's fucking really bad. I've said I've said from the start, like I've never had a problem with Petrie. His game this season has been tough. Is mentally not there. His family's not even there. But Jeff Petrie has been one of my favorite Montreal Canadiens of the past two decades. Yeah, and, and mine as well. Like, one of my favorite Habs. To put into perspective, PK only played 434 games for the Habs. Wow. And he scored 278 points. So their point totals are not that far off. Petrie has 239 for the Habs. See, Subban in his prime was obviously a better player. What I'm saying is, like, the guys that Petrie's ahead of, uh, to name a few, Sheldon Surrey, Craig Reve, Weber, um, Rod Langway. Like, there's some Roman Hammer. Like, there's some decent guys that he's ahead of in this all-time leaderboard and guys that he is you know on par with like close to it's ridiculous like he chelios is only eighth and for petri to be be on the list of habs all-time like 500 games with an organization's a lot sometimes i forget he's been here Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, sometimes I forget how long Petrie has been in the league. Uh, Eight eight seasons with Habs. And it feels like it it hasn't been that long at all. Like, I I, I know he came in, you know, what, 2015, 
season, but it Came feels in 2014, 2015. It always feels like he's only been with this team for like three years. Like every year that passes, I'm like, he's, you know, he's still a, a pretty, a pretty not, you know, like, how do I say it? Like he has he just hasn't been on the team that long, uh, but 500 games, eight years of it. And has played his best of his career here. Um, he's, for the most part, has had up until this season um, pretty much the same numbers every fucking year. Except for this it. season, yeah. Yeah. No, oh, to consistently put up 45, 50 point seasons as a defenseman and people forget Weber was injured a lot of his tenure. Petrie was the number one guy last year. He's been the number one guy for a few seasons. Obviously this season is not great, but he's, he's been amazing for us. And, you know, I'll be very sad to see Petrie go in the off season. Yeah. Very tough. Um, So I think we kind of beat this game uh, into the fucking ground. Um, you got any more comments on this one by chance? Not at all. Okay. <laughs> well, don't even want to talk about it anyway. I know Mason's tired. I'm tired as well. Uh, I guess we're going to move on to just a little bit of fun talk, and then we'll probably call it a day. But before we move on to our next topic, we have a word from our sponsors over at DraftKings. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. Remember, new customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is uh, is allowing you to draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more, just like fantasy. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Y'all, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. It's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 or older restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Uh, And we're back. Uh, So, yeah, Mason. So before we got on, I sent you some cool stuff. Um, I know you're a fucking golf nut. Um, It was my first time back at Zurich since uh, rehabbing for 10 months. Uh, The Zurich Classic is something – it's a PGA tournament that they have uh, in New Orleans on the West Bank, which is uh, a horrible place, but has been dubbed the name the best bank. Um, but <laughs> it's not that fun. Nothing really is the best about it. But anyway, uh, it looks like a gorgeous course. Very sick <laughs> golf course. Um, I just always feel like it's just played at a really bad time. If I'm not mistaken, do the Masters always kind of take place around the same time frame, like this month or something like that? Yeah, the Masters are always played at this time at Augusta. Okay, so 
Yeah. What I was going to say is I always feel like now I haven't followed golf that much, um, but I'm getting into it and stuff like that. But, but, but anyway, um, I always feel like the Zurich classic always takes place after a major event. So I don't want to say people get drowned out from it, but you don't see some of the bigger names come here um, for the Zurich classic, mainly because they just came off of, you know, the, the biggest fucking golf uh, thing. And what, I guess, would it be the world? It all depends. It all depends on the, the player too, right? Like not a lot of guys play like guys, certain guys will play more than others. Some guys yeah. themselves for the majors. Mm-hmm. Other guys like Hideki Matsuyama, who won the Masters last year. Mm-hmm. He's famous. Like he'll he plays every week. Like he's somewhere nice. playing. Then there are other guys who you know take their they pick and choose what they want to play. And but, you know, I guess yeah. And I guess what I was getting at is that you know if you make it to the Masters you you are probably you you've invested so much time into it and you probably need a break after the masters like it's probably very mentally um you know frustrating and draining that a week later you're not interested in going into the fucking swamp with the mosquitoes and the rain and just the humidity in general uh, to, to to play you know um which is always on a course that every zero class like one day normally gets rained out. Um, and that's just how it is. It, it's a great course. It doesn't rain all the time, but for some reason during the Zerk classic, it always uh, seems to have like some of the, the, the first signs of like our torrential rainfall season. <laughs> but uh, I think Tommy Fleetwood came here the previous year Um I know Rory McIlroy has been here a couple of times. I don't, I don't know the, I don't know who's coming yet, but anyway, to get back in, into it, um, as for me working for Budweiser, uh, Michelob Ultra is the sponsor for the Zurich Classic, which is an AB Let's product. Do. So that means I'm there and I brought, I'd say over a hundred pieces of bar equipment that we had to disperse on a state stake body. If, if y'all know what that is, it's just basically a truck with, uh, I don't know, big ass metal, uh, gate around it. And uh, I got some really cool videos for Mason. Cause I figured he'd like to see what, um, you know, our most famous course looks like down here. And, uh, Fucking my boss is driving the steak body, trying to not mess up the grass. And uh, of course, I was like, you know what? Every every year I come here, I, I see at least one or two big old fucking alligators just chilling up on the banks right off, right off the green. And sure enough, we hit like the third or fourth pond. About a, I'd say like a four point seven or a five foot alligators just. Catching some fucking rays as yeah, people are working dinosaur. around them. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, honestly, probably could have tweeted that, you know, he was looking for chubs or some shit and went viral again for something that's not related to this podcast. But <laughs> I thought it was cool. I thought Mason would like that because every time I talk about playing golf down here, I'm like, 
You got to watch for the fucking alligators. You know, you're not getting a ball out of the water like in some of the other fucking spots. You just ain't, you ain't trying that fucking shit here. Um, and sure enough, I get a pretty good shot of an alligator to show them. Um, I don't know if you looked at a lot of them yet, but I think the course is pretty nice. It's No, I watched all of them. And it's very I was, interesting. What I took away from it is I'm fucking pissed off at how nice your weather is down there. Yeah, it's either like perfect condition, perfect conditions to play, or the wind is just astronomically bad. We just had, we just had the, hottest, the hottest day of the year yet, and it was like 17, 18 degrees. Nice. That sounds delicious. So to see to see you out there in the fucking sun. Oh, I'm tan. Fucking, I'm tan. With your fucking alligators. New new dinosaurs. <laughs> new bald Corey is uh is getting a big old tan on his fucking dome. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought I thought you'd like that. Um I was checking out some of these fucking hazards and hills, dude. Like for some reason, we got like little mountainscapes on the golf course and i know some 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 places have that but i just feel like this course is so fucked because it's got so many ponds and waterfronts along with you know your fucking what bonkers and then these massive fucking hills all over um Oh, oh, and then um you can't play it where it lies if it goes into the fucking the woods because the woods are I wouldn't say unkept, but they're not they're not like uh, where like the trees grow a couple feet from each other. It's like the trees are on top of one another. Um, It's hurricane weather at all times, basically, at this golf course. So like there's just falling limbs all over it. So if your ball goes in there, I I don't think you're really fucking retrieving it. Um, I mean, yeah. So so it's crazy course, crazy course, Uh, but it's very beautiful. I'll have to get down there and play it sometime, sometime in the future. See, and, and that's another thing. I don't fucking play golf to like really know, but like while I was out there, I was like, fuck, dude, like I really wish I could play this course. And is this course even open to like the public because it's a PGA? Yeah, the PGA courses are open to the public. Oh, just sick. not not during the, the tours. Unless it's a private course, but even a private course, like you pay to get a membership you can get in nice 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 uh but anyway i don't like know if you can tell but i am like bobbling here trying to stay (laughs) yeah dude we we can cut it a little short uh what we'll do is how about next time we'll bring up the question you asked me before and we'll talk a little bit more about uh alligators because you you asked me if i had ever seen uh an alligator eat anything or swipe at something, but we'll save oh, it for next episode. Yeah. Uh, cause I, cause I do have one. Um, and it's fucking terrifying, but, uh, anyway, folks, thank y'all so much for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. You guys know where to find us on Twitter. Um, if you don't please listen to another episode where we talk about it, but anyway, this has been Habs Nightly. Thank y'all so much. Mason, I just got your text message from 10 minutes ago saying you, you're falling asleep. Uh, we'll talk <laughs> to you guys soon. I guess let's go hack. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.